Welcome to Keeg's Cast, the podcast with discussions of practical theology that seek to offer God acceptable worship with reverence and awe. I'm your host, Keegan Richardson, and with me today is Mr. Scott Murray. He's got a nice mustache, and he has joy in Christ, and his famous saying is Philippians 4.4, and today you will find out why. Mr. Murray, how's it going? Great. How are you doing, Keegan? I'm doing good. What are we talking about today? We're talking about joy. Jesus on you. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. So you are a calculus teacher, and you've been a teacher for a very long time. And as long as I've known you, your famous saying, your famous life motto is 4-4. So why is that? Well, it probably started back when I was about your age uh, and in college. You, I knew I was a Christian. I was saved early, and but I still had sin in my life. Right. And so... Psalms 51 became an important prayer. In fact, I memorized the whole chapter. But anyway, a key part of that, it says, restoring to me the joy of my salvation. And when you're in sin, you don't, you don't have the joy, really. You're going, you know, some questions and right, stuff. And so right. I'd really, that scripture had really come to my mind uh, as I was struggling with sin in my life, but yet being, a, being saved and knowing the Lord mm-hmm. and knowing he wasn't pleased with the way I was living in certain you know, times. Mm-hmm. And so at, when we got to later on in life, you know, joy it was always in the back of my mind, you know, because uh, I had joy, but yet I had this concern about sin. Right. And so uh, we we were teaching coaching in Monahans, and we had a uh, – at church we had a thing for our seniors, mm-hmm. and my son was – was a senior there and we were supposed to uh, give a life verse and uh, so I was looking for a key verse and this verse had been among several verses about joy and I wanted that to be a key verse for my son to take away and for the whole graduating class to take away Mm -hmm. and so it just kept Philippians 4-4 just kept coming at me and there's so many other things besides just the joy you know some good advice in there about practical living and Mm -hmm. all that and so so that's the verse that I memorized and, and gave to, to Mark, our son, and to the whole crowd. And But that verse has just really been implanted since then. Right. And the key thing is always because it's easy to rejoice when things are going good but uh, to have that joy. But when things are tough, you know, yeah. but that it says rejoice in the Lord always right. in good or bad. And so as I began living life, I realized how important that life that verse is in in life because Mm -hmm. of because things would go wrong in your life but yet i still had the joy and i knew it's you know it just kind of started revelation (laughs) right i know where that joy is coming from exactly and you know that's what i really want to focus on today as we discuss joy and the source of that joy is ultimately christ it's it's the the fact that we're we're saved from our sin we're saved from the penalty of sin and saved from the power of sin and there's we actually can have joy in all always like it says um so i think a lot of people um when you when they hear you say four four they don't always uh know that's what you're referring to and i think it's kind of like a it's it's really neat to hear people ask about it because then you start a conversation about you know joy in christ so do you say 440 to your family, or is it just people in your classroom, or what is it? Yes. <laughs> Everybody? Yes. In fact, Mark, my son always, when I would say 4-4, as they were leaving, we'd get together. Anytime we do a family thing, 
four four was how we kind of say goodbye. And, oh, okay. And Mark, when I would say four four, he'd say always. And then one day, I said four four to you, and you said always. Really? Y- yes. How and strange I, is that? Yes, that was pretty cool. That is really cool. And yeah. you know, it's you say it, you say it all the time. You know, at school or you know wherever, um, or over over text messages or whatever, and it you forget like how comforting that really is Mm -hmm. you know it's not a suggestion or it's not you know if you feel like it we actually can rejoice in the lord always because he is joy you know we have every reason to joy and shout praise to him um so as we kind of talk about the more biblical side of it and where it comes from in scripture uh, i wanted to talk about luke in the beginning of luke uh, chapter two when the angel comes and he's declaring the news that uh, the Lord is going to be born. So it's in uh, Luke chapter 2, and it's the shepherds and angels, and we're reading verses uh, 10 and 11. And it says, And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good, no- good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. You know, and that's, that's the beginning of the Gospel of Luke. That's in the second chapter. Before Christ is even here, the angel is declaring joy is coming. True joy is coming in the Lord. You know, like in Nehemiah 8.10 when he says the joy of the Lord is your strength. So not only is joy something that we can boast in, we can rejoice in, but it's also something that strengthens us in our time of need. Um, And you you and I were talking about that passage in Matthew um, where he sends out the 72. So do you... uh, you want to explain that for us a little bit? Yes, it's in Luke chapter 10, I believe it is. And uh, he'd sent out the 72 uh, other disciples, mm-hmm. and, they, and they'd come back, and they'd been casting out demons, and so they were pumped. And, right. You know, yay, we cast out demons. Yeah, and yeah. They, you know, they, were, they were rejoicing, mm-hmm. you know, because of the positive side of it. Right. And Christ told them, uh, don't rejoice at that, but rejoice because your names are written in the book of heaven. Right. So it's your eternal salvation that gives you your joy. Right. And Christ is that salvation. That's right. So don't joy in what you can do with that salvation. Joy in the fact that you are saved. You are it ties you have been given salvation. Yeah, it ties closely to that faith. Right. Yeah. Right. You know, and um so as we as we move along, I want to talk about uh James uh one two. And mm-hmm. you know, we talk about this joy and you know, we can say four four and encourage the brethren in rejoicing in christ but there's times when you know it's we don't want to rejoice it's not a time where it doesn't feel appropriate to rejoice you know uh, in the bible it says mourn with those who mourn and rejoice with those who rejoice and how do you think you know let me read it first and then we can talk about it it's james 1 uh, chapter 2 and it says or james 1 verse 2 it says count it all joy my brothers when you meet trials of various kinds for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. You know, the first four words of that verse is count it all joy. Mm-hmm. And then he talks about you're going to face various trials, not just a specific trial, but different kinds throughout the course of the Christian life. So how do you think we can rejoice in those times? But he ties it to faith there, too. And it's because no matter what anybody does to you or what can happen to you, your eternity is still secure 
and right. it's going to get better. Right. There'll be joy in the morning. Exactly. You know? And so, uh, and if we put our faith in that, then we can have joy through those tough times because, hey. <laughs> right. The, the comfort that this world will pass eventually. That's right. And that's what, um, you know, Mr. Kyle and I were talking about on the episode last week with depression is that um, when we go through these these lows in the Christian life, these depressive just seasons, mm-hmm. ultimately, at the end of the day, we can rest on the pillow of that this world will soon pass away and that we're not of this world, you know? Right. We're... We're being prepared and strengthened and purified, in a in a sense, to the next life, the life to come. And I don't think we talk about that comfort enough because we we don't we're so focused on today. We're so focused on the little things that don't ever matter. Um, and it's important to realize and boast in we have an eternity to look forward to. And eternity is now, you know. That's right. It's it's not like a two different things really. That's it's right. it's here and now. Um, but we can really rejoice in the fact that we have been saved from our sin, and one day we will be with Christ face to face, which mm-hmm. is incredible to think about and incomprehensible. Um, so has anyone ever has it ever sparked any conversations outside of the school or outside of the family when you say four four? Uh, I don't remember any conversation because usually I, when I've said it, uh, it's been in a setting where there wasn't really a pl- chance to strike it up. Right. Hopefully, I've said it lots of times, and uh-huh. hopefully they wondered what it said and went and looked it up. Right, right. But, uh, you know, I've said it sometimes or passed it on to friends and stuff that mm-hmm. that were in tough times. Yeah, and I, you, I kind of wonder how they're going to take that. Yeah, you know, definitely and. We, we've talked about that before on the podcast of, you know, we're supposed to encourage each other with Scripture and with mm-hmm. the words of life, but there's an appropriate way to do that and an inappropriate way to do that because sometimes in passing we just try to slap a Band-Aid of, yeah. you know, 4-4 or yeah. Romans 8-31, exactly. and <laughs> it actually just hurts the situation more than it helps it. And I'm not trying to make light of their situation. Right, right. I'm hopefully hoping that they will see that it's tough now, but... Mm-hmm. There's a joy there that, and a peace that can come from the Lord. That right, and I believe it's in chapter four when he also says uh, the peace that passes all, all understanding. understanding. Yes. And it's it's interesting how all of those things tie into the same chapter. Yeah. The joy that brings the peace that passes all understanding. There's so many good things in uh, chapter four, and we actually talked about that last week a little bit in the uh, depressed depression episode. Um. So, Mr. Murray, as you go on in your Christian life. You've been a Christian for a very long time. Was this joy as strong as it was when you first became a Christian? No, because I think is I think joy is a byproduct of our relationship with Christ. Right. And we grow constantly more Christ like or we should. Mm-hmm. And so at first it was pretty much kind of a happiness and I didn't really understand it you know, the night I got saved, you know, that kind of elation right. kind of thing. But uh, as difficult difficulties came in my life, then I look back and say, even though that was tough and I wasn't happy, but I still had a a joy or a, 
or a peace, you know, it's kind of hard to explain. Hard to explain, yeah. Yeah, because in the toughest times of my life, I've still felt uh, a comfort and a peace that didn't make sense, right? right? And uh, and it's just because the Lord is with you, mm-hmm. and it and it's tied to that, and you know that He's in control. He's got things <laughs> in your best interest. He's right looking out for you, and and you you mentioned this at the beginning of that answer was. Um, you hinted at it is that we shouldn't we won't experience joy if we're living in a sinful rebellious life that's contrary to what the bible tells us to live by and i think that's important to realize because a lot of people um you know i've done it before if we're like i just don't feel any joy right now i just don't feel encouraged i feel low and then we look we reflect on what our lives look like and we're living in sinful habits and sinful things and we're doing things we just know are wrong Mm -hmm. you know and it's it kind of ties in with assurance why would you have assurance of your salvation if you're living contrary to what the salvation teaches you know we have to live in a godly manner live walk in the newness of life live in a life that's pleasing to god so do you think that's grown over your christian life that you've walked closer to the lord closer to what he said yes i i think if you're a Christian, and you every day communicate with the Lord and stuff. Right. You, you don't. It's hard to measure. I mean. Right. Know. No. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, you, it's just uh, to me, it's tied so much to my faith. And I think of that when when I'm kind of getting that down, that depression, mm-hmm. you know, kind of yeah. down. I think of that. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Yeah. That song. Yeah. And that's really just refocus. Right. You know. And and it's not to have the joy. <laughs> The goal is not the joy. You know, in life, mm-hmm. so many people try to be happy. Right. And they think that's the goal, but it's it's really not. It's the byproduct. It's uh, putting your faith and trust in the Lord as you walk. And exactly. And as difficulty comes on, you you depend on him, and then you feel this joy right. permeate you. Right. You can't explain it. And it but Yeah. And, you know, I want to talk about that, is that the secular worldview of the end goal is happiness. Um, has in a way infected the Christian worldview of many today mm-hmm. that, you know, we think that if we're not happy or if we're not on a cloud 24-7, then something's wrong with our faith, which just isn't true. Yeah. And we mentioned it last week that we forget that the Christian life is one of suffering. Christ told us that. But like in James 1, 2, we can count it joy when we go through that suffering, when we go through various trials that work our faith but also i want to talk about the end product is not happiness and it's not joy either the end product is really obedience to christ Mm -hmm. because he's worthy of it he's called us to it and you know he's a lord he's the lord we serve him um but as you grow you've obviously grown in sanctification over the course of your christian life and that joy has grown as you've walked closer to the lord has your joy in Christ affected other people and their joy in a way that it strengthens them? Like uh, your family, your wife, you know, stuff like that. I, I heard, certainly hope so. Right. Yeah, I, I pray that's the case uh, because that's, the joy is what's contagious. Yeah. You know, and yeah. so uh, I've talked to other students from the past, you know, and even though I don't, 
really realize it, uh, they say, yeah, they could see it, right? You know, kind of deal. So that made for good. So, but yes, I my my family, my kids are, have uh, are all believers and you know love right. the Lord and, <clears throat> and uh, so I definitely think it, I could say that it's affected the, right. my family. Yeah, that's and you know if we're all living course we're not perfect we're gonna mess up constantly but if we're all living in obedience trusting and obeying and what the word says what christ has told us then our joy will grow in christ because we're we're more on the same frequency with what he has asked of us and that will encourage others encourage ourselves definitely um but as as we move on how how does joy in your life look practically? It's it's kind of more like a, your sunglasses. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a you just it changes your lens as you, as you see things. Right. Uh, you don't ever see things as bad as they are. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, we used to say in the coaching ranks, nothing's ever as good as it seems, or ever as bad as it seems. Right. But uh, in my practical life. When times are really getting tough, uh, there's that underlying knowledge that Christ is with us, right. with me, yeah. and so uh, it just kind of flavors the situation. In fact, it's it's almost that's when the joy is the in the very toughest times. We had one of our sons had a traumatic brain injury, mm-hmm. and that was about as low as we could get yeah. in our family. But yet, we that presence of the Lord that we felt, and that peace, that joy was coming through that, even though we were, you know, distraught, right? And just anguish. But uh, and everything worked out okay. But uh, when I look back on that, you almost want that joy that you had then. Mm-hmm. You almost want the bad times again right. because that's when you were closest to the Lord and you felt right. His presence. You know and what a interesting thing to consider yeah that, like the toughest times are the times you remember being the most joyful and yes. confident in the lord yeah and i think that's really the embodiment of what james was talking about yes. you know count it joy when mm-hmm. you suffer those things um you know that's that's really interesting and that's really a good practical true life example of what that looks like um so what are you know, the Christian life is one of habit, just like any other secular life. But what habits have you developed over the years to strengthen that joy and to make sure you're living in the joy of Christ consistently? Well, that pray without ceasing. Okay. You know, uh, that verse. Right. right. <laughs> I know we don't just constantly pray all the time. Yeah. But to constantly kind of communicate with the Lord mm-hmm. uh, just in your thought process, not bowing your head or anything like that yeah. but just to be aware of and keep the big picture mm-hmm. in mind uh, is definitely something but uh, there was a, as you go through your daily life used to I'd try to read at night mm-hmm. you know but it's definitely say habit but start the morning right in the word in and, the word in prayer and uh begin your day that way and my mother gave me a verse one time that said a day hemmed in prayer means start and finish mm-hmm. you know so 
it's gotten where now the last thing I do before I go to to bed before I when my pillow yeah. when my head hits the pillow is yeah. you know thank you Lord you know right. just communicate with Him but right. that just kind of con- constant conversation yeah with and it's it's really simple stuff it sounds like and I think we often make the Christian life too complicated uh, we we see it as a something we can never achieve instead of a road that we will be on for you know until Christ comes and those practical steps of you know starting the day in prayer and ending the day in prayer you know starting the day in the word um, and it's it's just practical stuff that we we forget and that are so easy um, to remember and they're not hard to practice but you know our flesh gets in the way and we we don't want to or we get busy or whatever whatever excuse we want to fill in the blank um, but those things truly help stay keep our eyes on Christ on his word what he's asked of us and see the joy in the situations that are the toughest so Mr. Murray as you go on as a teacher as a husband as a dad what are some ways that you can implicate and um, exercise that joy in new ways do you think there's any way that you could exercise that joy in a way that you haven't been before well I hope the Lord teaches me new ways right, to do that right. right now I don't really you know, know how that would look yeah. but you know, I'm sure that the closer you get to him, then there's going to be characteristics of your personality and your relationships right. and the way you interact with people and stuff that that he's going to try to yeah. mold you into Christ-likeness. Right. You know, those new opportunities. New opportunities, yeah, to just be open to. So there's a lot of, I mean, all of the listeners at home, everyone's suffering through this pandemic right yes. now. And if there's one thing that's lacking right now, it's joy. Um, or maybe it's just harder to see. Maybe it's not lacking. Um, what's some encouragement that you would give your the listeners at home to experience that joy in Christ in this this tough time? Well, first of all, to know that He loves us, right? And He's gonna He's gonna have some good come of it mm-hmm. if we if we allow Him to to let joy come through this and. Uh, we're one day closer to the end of it, and whether that's Christ coming again or right. <laughs> reopening the country, whatever that is, but to know that that our real to be able to go shop or go to the movie, or, that's really not the important stuff in life, you know. Right. To keep things in perspective, that uh, hopefully, in my prayers, that through a lot of this, people are turning more to the Lord. Right. And. And then as they do that, they'll start having a peace through this, mm-hmm. and that we'll get through it, and uh, and not to not to fear. Our fear is that we'll get the virus and die. You know? Yeah. But we don't fear death. Right. You know. In fact, to live as Christ and die is gain. Exactly. You know? So. And it's it's scary times. Mm-hmm. It's it's a heightened sense, heightened awareness of how how feeble we are how frail we are as human beings that a little virus can you know take our life 
But the good thing is that God is sovereign over that. God is in control of all of this. He's not surprised by any of this. And it's unique in the fact that it's kind of gotten people that, like, you're probably not at risk, you know. Mm -hmm. But if you're just reckless, then you could affect your grandmother or, you know. And so it's kind of pulled me out of, you know, thinking just about myself getting it. but. You want to try to be, yeah, aware, aware of exactly. other, the others, love exactly. other people, <laughs> and you know, there's so there's so many people like the town we live in. People are still out and about, and you know, that's all well and good, but you still need to be aware of it and be aware of, you know, what you're doing and stuff like that. And I think it's that's a analogy to how we live our lives in Christ. That you know, if we're constantly negative and we're constantly just focusing on the trial instead of the joy that we can count in the trial that's going to affect the people around us mm-hmm. our family our spouses our friends you know people around us you know non-christians seeing christians not boast in the in the joy yeah um you know if we're reckless in that then we're not proclaiming christ and we're not proclaiming we're, we're just giving a bad name to christianity we're not representing yes. the faith well that's exactly right so as we, we close at, in the conclusion to all of these great verses, great conversations about joy, I want to focus our attention to uh, John chapter 16. And in John chapter 16, he uh, Jesus is talking, and it's right before the high priestly prayer in John 17. Um, and he's talking, and he's saying, your sorrow will be turned to joy and stuff like that. Um, But in John 16, verse 22, he says, So also you have sorrow now, but I will see you again, and your hearts will rejoice, and no one will take your joy from you. And, you know, I was putting the notes together last night for this late, and just reading that just brings this comfort, this this peace, you know? He says you have sorrow now, but right after... Right after that, he says, I will see you again. You know, the the ultimate source of joy will, is coming again. And our hearts will rejoice, and no one will take your joy from you. You know, that's more comforting than anything you and I could ever talk about, sure. is that, you know, our joy does come and go as human beings, as sinners, because we focus on the wrong things and we don't focus on Christ enough. But the fact that one day that joy will never be taken away, yeah. the fact that the source of joy will be with us face to face. No more tears. Exactly. Uh, Revelation twenty one four. I think we yeah. talked about that last week a little bit. Um, but that's encouraging, and that's what I want the listeners and you and I to take away from this: is that he w- will see him again. Yes. You know, the source of our joy is coming back, and no one will take that joy from us which is incredible to think about because our joy is taken away by such foolish things nowadays, you know, a comment by a friend or a pandemic, which is a huge thing, but just anything of that. So what does that verse speak to you? Well, it, the Lord doesn't want us to be comfortable. He wants us to be dependent on him in relationship with him. Exactly. And so uh, to me, that's it. And when we're in his presence, with eternity then it's going to be a constant joy right. not that that's 
that's I'm not trying to get the joy here on earth. I try to get comfort, make, mm-hmm. keep myself comfortable. Right. But that's really not the goal. The goal is to be with Him, and that song I can only imagine just keeps yeah. you know what right. what joy that's going to be. Exactly. To see Him face to face. And joy, we throw around that word a lot today, and we don't really n- understand what it means or the weight it carries. Um, but if there's one of the many things that Christ brings in salvation is joy. And there's, it's all throughout Scripture that in his presence there's fullness of joy, Psalm 1611. And that's what's john 16 is talking about you know when we're fully in his presence when he comes back fullness of joy will be there there won't be anything lacking and that's that's our comfort so mr murray is there anything that you want to leave on the table for our listeners before i wrap it up uh no in fact you'd said maybe take a few notes and when i first sat down there that that uh Jesus on you, joy. Mm-hmm. That really, I hadn't really thought about that till I sat down. But right. that's that's really what it is. Jesus on you, mm-hmm. uh, Jesus in you, but on you is right. a, a right. good way to think of it too. And we just need to more of Him every day. Exactly. Well, the end of the matter. All has been heard. Fear God and keep His commandments. I'm your host, Keegan Richardson, with. And this has been Keeg's Cast.